Welcome to the Vitality Radio Podcast, your source for the truth about health, wellness, and real alternatives to drugs, surgeries, and the status quo of healthcare. Here, you'll find information that empowers you to take control of your health. But it's not just about health and wellness. It's about the politics of healthcare and protecting your health freedom. Now, here's your host, Jared St. Clair. Hello and welcome to Vitality Radio. I'm your host each and every week. My name is Jared St. Clair and it's good to be with you again on Vitality Radio. I have a solo show for you today. It's just me, no guests. I've had a lot of guests lately, some really, really great ones that uh, I've had some great feedback on. Uh, But I also understand that uh, sometimes people actually like the shows that I do on my own. So we'll keep mixing it up. We'll do some guests here and some guests there. In fact, I've got an amazing guest this coming Saturday, so three days from now, Holly Draper, who, if you're a longtime follower of my show, Back to the Radio Days, uh, has been one of my favorite and probably most common guest. I think she's probably been on the show a minimum of seven or eight times over the 15 years that I've done this show. She is an essential oil expert, and I don't throw that word expert around lightly like they did during uh, the uh, COVID thing where they were calling all these doctors that were spouting off all this narrative that was truly a bunch of crap. Uh, experts, this is a real expert, a real expert on aromatherapy and essential oils. We're going to do kind of the essential oils 101 class for you. I've already recorded that episode and I think it is awesome. So if you're into essential oils, you're into aromatherapy, don't miss the next episode of Vitality Radio after this one. Today, though, I want to talk about a few things. We're going to do a little bit of ranting because there's a couple of things that have recently popped up. One popped up in the news just a couple days ago on NBC News. I read an article about it and NBC News is a fun little place for me to go uh, for this kind of stuff because they are so ridiculous ridiculously in the pocket of uh, certain uh, political faction as well as the pharmaceutical company uh, advertisers who pay their bills. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll talk about censorship, which is what that particular article is about. And which, of course, if you are a regular listener to me, I am adamantly opposed to censorship and believe in free speech, even if it is speech I do not like, which there's plenty of that going around nowadays. But I'm also going to rant about direct-to-consumer drug advertising. You may not know this, but there are only two countries in the world that allow direct-to-consumer pharmaceutical prescription drug advertising. Uh, Most places allow you to advertise, you know, over-the-counter stuff. But uh, pharmaceutical prescriptions, not so much because, well, there is this thing. uh, You may have heard of these guys. They're called doctors. And uh, they're supposed to be the ones with the almighty prescription pad. And they're the ones that are supposed to assess your need for a pharmaceutical prescription And uh, then write it out on a pad and send it over to your pharmacist and then he or she should fill that thing, right? So that's, you know, those are the rules. There's a reason for those rules. Pharmaceutical drugs are potentially very dangerous, potentially also life-saving. There are, it's a mixed bag, as you probably know. But uh, there's a reason why these doctors go to medical school and are supposed to be aware of uh, how the drugs they're prescribing are going to behave inside of the human body. 
I will tell you that there are some real holes in that uh, concept. But uh, regardless, if a patient is the one calling the shots on the prescription drugs, then why don't we just make them all over the counter and let the patients choose like they do with everything else? We'll go into that in some detail. I'll give you some what I consider to be alarming statistics. And I think they're important for you to understand, not just so I can get it off my chest, but because it is kind of a buyer beware situation. Very, very much a buyer beware situation. Before I get into that, I want to talk about a couple of things that I feel like I haven't covered enough on Vitality Radio that I think are pretty important. You know, supplements can be expensive, right? I'm a guy who sells supplements for a living. One of the things that I commonly hear is that um, it's hard to afford the supplements that people want to take. I get it. Even for someone like myself who doesn't have a problem affording them because in many cases I get them for free or at least for wholesale, um, I still have uh, a little bit of pill fatigue that I get from taking too many different things. There's a lot of that stuff that goes on and it's hard to choose, you know, this one over that one if your budget is tight and maybe you've got, you know, $100 to spend and there's a $50 item and a $60 item and a $40 item. It's like, okay, how do we decide between these three items and which two should I take? That kind of thing. So there's a lot of these decisions that are happening. I recognize that. And because uh, pharma has such a heavy hand in uh, legislation and legislators, uh, well, pharmaceuticals are covered by your health insurance and supplements by and large are not. So it's out-of-pocket stuff and that makes it even more challenging. So the reason I bring all that up is this, because one of the most common supplements in the world, uh, certainly in America, is omega-3 fatty acids from fish oil. And you can buy omega-3s at Costco. You can buy omega-3s all over you know, the internet. You can buy omega-3s at a health food store like Vitality Nutrition. And everywhere in between, every grocery store in the country has omega-3s. And so one of the big questions, of course, is quality. Am I getting a good quality omega-3? Another question is potency. Am I getting a good potency omega-3? And of course, the other question that always has to come up is, well, can I afford this omega-3 or am I getting a good bang for my buck if I can afford it? And so I want to share with you what I think is the best bang for the buck in omega-3. And it's not my brand. I have an omega-3 called Vital 5 Omega-3 Plus Antioxidants. I love that product. I think it's super comprehensive and I think it's worth the money that you pay for it. But if you're looking to get the best bang for the buck for your omega-3, I want to talk to you about this one for just a moment because I was just talking to a gentleman who I interviewed for another, uh, for a different podcast, uh, the Dearly Discarded podcast that I do. And he was telling me, um, you know, off the air, some of the supplements that he takes. And uh, he brought up omega-3 and felt like it had been very, very helpful for him. And so I asked him, you know, how much he was taking because the research on omega-3 is kind of all over the place. It basically, good results started around 1,800 milligrams. And there are some studies showing as high as 6,000 milligrams can be a super effective dose. So as that is the case, I am always curious how much somebody is taking to see what kind of a result they're getting with that dosage. And without getting into too much detail about what he was using or whatever, we just bounced around these different dosages and different potencies. And it brought to my attention that if someone wants to really try one of these therapeutic doses of omega-3, they maybe you want to take three or four or 5,000 because you've read that 
that can help with mental health issues like anxiety or depression or um, attention deficit or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's or things like that. And you are buying what you consider to be a premium brand of omega-3. Perhaps you're getting it from your naturopath or you're getting it from your um, you know, your chiropractor, your functional medicine doctor. Maybe you're even on a prescription omega-3. Believe it or not, those exist as well. One thing that is challenging, especially if you're buying a, you know, a, a pharmaceutical grade omega-3 from a doctor, which, and they sell a lot of them, is the cost. I was talking to one of my clients the other day at Vitality Nutrition, and they said that they were paying almost $100 for their bottle of omega-3, and it was lasting them um, about a month was all. And I was kind of blown away by that. I thought, my goodness, $100 for a month supply is crazy for omega-3, but there are people paying that kind of money, and maybe you're one of them. So I wanted to bring this one up. It's called RX. It's called Ultra RX Omega from Natural Factors. Uh, if you've heard me speak before, you may know that I am a big fan of this brand. It's a Canadian company, but they have a great presence here in the United States. And RX Omega, the Ultra RX Omega, and it does need to be the Ultra. They have regular RX Omega. They also have Ultra, so make sure you're looking for that. RX Omega, uh, the Ultra version, is 2,150 milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids in two capsules. The average omega-3 on the market at grocery stores and in health food stores is about 300 milligrams per capsule or 600 milligrams per two capsules. So this one's about seven and a half times the strength of the average omega-3 supplement. And yet... For a 75-day supply, if you're taking two a day, a two-and-a-half-month supply, you're only paying $45. Now, when I compared this to the one that this uh, client had at the store that they were paying, I think, $96 for for a month supply, it was almost identical in potency, very, very similar. And it was $45 for a month and a, or two-and-a-half-month supply as opposed to $96 for a month supply. So... I bring this example up not to specifically highlight this formula as much as I want to highlight that there are different value propositions out there in supplementation. And one of the biggest challenges, and I might get in trouble with uh, some of my naturopath friends here, but one of the biggest challenges is the brands that are sold by doctors in many cases are considered premium brands. And I would say in most cases, they are premium brands but they come at a premium price. And in not every case are they actually any better than something that can be found at Vitality Nutrition or your local health food store. In some cases, they are unique and they are different. So it behooves you to do your own research. But when it comes to omega-3, if you're getting a good quality, good source product, then it's just how much potency am I getting for my dollar? And in this case, you're getting two and a half times as much omega-3 for half the price. That is a big value proposition because you can put that extra money into obviously other supplements if you want, but you can put it into other things as well. And as you know, living in America right now, if that's where you're listening to me, we're really living in the world right now. Inflation is running rampant and everything's costing more. So I just wanted to bring that up almost as a PSA for you that there are better options that, or as good of options that are less expensive in many cases. It's often a get-what-you-pay-for scenario, no doubt about it. 
but not always. It's one of the reasons I've highlighted a few of these products uh, that are marketed heavily on podcasts lately. In fact, I was just reached out to this week, yesterday, in fact, by a company, I won't mention them by name, that uh, is heavily advertised on some of the most major podcasts in the world. Uh, in fact, they're advertised on two of the top five podcasts in the world. And they reached out to me, little old Jared at Vitality Radio, and asked me if I would be interested in a sample of their product and to potentially promote their product on my podcast. And I have to say no. I have to say no because even though I would probably make some pretty good money doing that, um, I imagine their commission situ uh, payment plan is probably pretty good, which is why they're on these bigger podcasts as well. I've looked at the cost of the product, and in my opinion, it's about 40% too expensive for what it is. It's not a bad product. It's a good product. In fact, I would say it's a very good product. And I believe the things that these podcasters are saying about how much they like the product. I get it. But I'm not going to ask you to pay 40% more than you should for a product that I can get you an equivalent for 40% less. And so that's the point of this kind of opening little uh, dialogue here uh, with the RX Omega is, again, buyer beware, do your research, look around. I will say, just because Walmart's got it cheaper doesn't mean that that is a better option. Just because Amazon's got it cheaper doesn't mean that's a better option. They're getting busted left and right for counterfeit supplements, as I talked about a week or so ago on the show. So you have to be cautious where you're getting it from. But all other things being equal, you're getting it from a good brand that has a good reputation. You're getting it from a reliable source that has a good reputation, but it's just less expensive than this other brand that might be more expensive because of who's selling it or who's promoting it for the people who are selling it, then that's when you can look around and obviously, in many cases, find a better bang for your buck. Okay, I'm going to move to the next topic now that I think is actually kind of fun. That is just ingredients protein. Now, I am suddenly, and I say suddenly, it's been how long has it been? It's been a year since we started carrying Just Ingredients Protein. I am in love with this product. Um, in fact, we had our own protein supplement in the Vitality brand, and I started marketing the Just Ingredients Protein ahead of it because, frankly, I think it's a better product, and I thought I had the best thing on the market until I found the Just Ingredients Protein. I love their protein, like so very much. They may have 10 or 12 flavors now. They have a whole bunch. And the reason I'm bringing this up is not so much about uh, telling you about how great their protein is. I could spend 20 or 30 minutes explaining that. But I want to share a couple of recipes. For those of you who are already using the Just Ingredients protein, or you're considering it, or you've thought protein powders are all gross, I don't want them, I wanted to share two little recipe hacks that I've found that make what is an incredibly tasty protein even better and more health-promoting for you. So the Just Ingredients Protein, you can find it on our website, by the way, if you want to take a look at it. Just Ingredients, uh, they just make fantastic products. Their protein is delicious. It's also one of the easiest on your stomach. You're just not going to feel crappy after you drink it. Even people who say they can't drink protein powder do really well with Just Ingredients Protein in most cases. It's superior sourcing that makes that possible. And then all 
100% super, super, super clean ingredients, including the flavors and the sweeteners. So just ingredients, protein on its own, mixed up in water or milk is fantastic. It really, really is. But I found a couple of little recipes that I absolutely love that are really simple I want to share with you. They have a pumpkin spice flavor. Um, it's typically only available during the fall and winter months, but we actually have some still at Vitality, and I think we're getting more in September, so not too long away we'll have more. I love to mix the pumpkin spice flavor or the coconut chocolate flavor or the vanilla flavor, any of those three, with a scoop of golden milk powder from Natural Factors. The golden milk is loaded with cinnamon and cardamom and turmeric and ginger, and it's so delicious. It has this really rich, delicious chai taste to it. It's got all these amazing anti-inflammatory type herbs in it. It's really good for the gut. It's good for you anyway, and it tastes good on its own. But when you mix it in the pumpkin spice, it's like next level tasty. So, so good. I did an Instagram reel on this uh, a while back, and I've actually had a few people that have took taken me up on that challenge to try it out and have told me that they love it as well. But uh, that's fantastic. It's also great in the vanilla. It's also great in the chocolate or the coconut chocolate, but I really love it in the pumpkin spice. The other thing I do with Just Ingredients Protein, with any of their chocolate flavors, chocolate coconut, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate, uh, I haven't tried it in the Neapolitan, which is their newest flavor that we now carry, uh, but I add half a scoop of their hot chocolate mix, their hot cocoa, which is this super clean, delicious cocoa that's got mushrooms in it. It's got ashwagandha in it. Like it's an amazing health promoting product that also tastes really, really good as a hot cocoa, but you mix it in cold with your protein shake and it gives this rich depth this real deep, rich, chocolatey flavor. If you're a dark chocolate fan or a rich chocolate flavor fan, because I wouldn't necessarily call it dark, but it's just more, much more rich. Oh my goodness, you've got to try this. Absolutely fantastic. The only downside is you got to shake it pretty good to get any of the lumpiness from the hot cocoa because it's designed to be mixed hot and you're mixing it cold. But just a couple of little recipe tips for you. Hopefully you find those enjoyable. And if you try them, I'd love to hear back from you. Okay, before I get into the rant today, I never actually introduced the show that much, so let's get into it. Vitality Radio, always brought to you by Vitality Nutrition in Bountiful, Utah. If you are from Utah, we'd love to see your face, absolutely. But if you're not, as most of my listeners are not anymore, um, you can still chat with us. You can call us, 801-292-6662. We're happy to work with you over the phone. You can jump on our website, vitalitynutrition.com, and even open up a chat window there and talk to us there, or just scan around and take a look at some of these products that I talk about on Vitality Radio. Okay, cue the rant music. messages about health, let Jared be your guide through the smoke screens of corporate greed, media bias, government ineptitude, and propaganda. When you see what is really happening, you'll be ranting too. It's time to expose the hidden agendas. It's time for the truth. It's time for the vital rant. 
As I said, NBC News, oh boy, if I just want to find something to rant about, all I have to do is type in health news and NBC News comes to the very top. I don't know if that's just on my browser because I go there so often or if that would be on your browser as well. But if you don't have a podcast and you don't want to get angry, maybe you shouldn't read their news. You certainly shouldn't read it if you're trying to actually get good, legitimate information. That would be a huge mistake. But uh, I do use them as fodder for uh, what I talk about on Vitality Radio, and today is no different. So let's talk about this article by David Ingram and Ben Goggin. Uh, Usually I pick on Maggie Fox, but she didn't write this one. Here's the article. YouTube said Monday that it had removed a video of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. speaking with podcast host Jordan Peterson for spreading what the company said was vaccine misinformation. Well, have you heard misinformation much lately? Uh, that, that word was really popular for a couple of years. It's died off a little bit, but it's still out there, misinformation. The decision is the latest challenge for Kennedy as he seeks to find support for a Democratic presidential run, which, by the way, he is finding a lot of support for that run. Uh, some polls show him as 20 percent uh, in the Democratic um Uh, amongst Democrats that have been polled. And there are a lot of Republicans that like him better than any of the Republican candidates, according to a variety of different uh, resources that I've read. Very, very interesting stuff. So he's done an interview with Jordan Peterson. You've got two extremely controversial figures. If you don't know who RFK Jr. is, um, you certainly have heard of his dad. And uh, he runs Children's Health Defense. He's been a very big advocate of children's health and awareness that not all pharmaceuticals and not all chemicals and not all vaccines are as safe as we've been led to believe. That's basically the gist of Children's Health Defense. And whether you believe that what he's saying is right or what what he's saying is wrong, in my opinion, is neither here nor there. But I do believe that dissenting views must be heard. Like, they really must be heard. Um, If there weren't for dissenting views, there would be no America today, right? We would all just line up behind the king and say, yeah, king, take care of us. And anybody that says anything otherwise, we're not interested in hearing. In fact, every good dictator worth his salt has started by crushing dissent for his message, right? That's why the Founding Fathers decided that the First Amendment must be the First Amendment to the Constitution, and that is the Amendment of Free Speech. And, of course, also freedom of the press plays into that as well. So the decision, as it says in this NBC article, is the latest challenge for Kennedy as he seeks to find support which he's already found, but he's getting more and more support all the time, after years as an anti-vaccine crusader. They love to use that term to shut down anybody that says anything about vaccines, even though Kennedy vaccinated all of his children. (laughs) So I love that they call him an anti-vaccine crusader, but whatever. The video was removed amid a broader tug of war online between vaccine, quote-unquote, conspiracy theorists and prominent doctors. Now, of course, I put the quote-unquote there, but They're always going to say these things about people that they don't like. And I don't know if you're aware of a time earlier in life. Maybe you're very young listening to this. You're in your 20s or maybe even 30s. And you don't remember when 
freedom of speech was actually alive and well in America. But I remember when freedom of speech was alive and well. I remember when there was actually, you would watch the news and you didn't think that they were on one side or the other. I remember that. I remember when you didn't know that Fox News, well, there wasn't a Fox News, but you didn't know that Fox News was behind the Republican side of the aisle and that MSNBC was behind the Democrat side of the aisle, right? You couldn't so easily see. Now, maybe these people had leanings. I'm sure that they did. But it wasn't so obvious that they were just outright attacking people as if it was an op-ed piece as opposed to the news. But this is supposed to be the news. And so far in the second paragraph, they've said he's an anti-vaccine crusader and a conspiracy theorist, okay? Two terms that have been used specifically to just simply shut people up. YouTube's policies against hosting false medical information are long-standing. It says, okay? It says they're long-standing, but you know when those policies came about? In 2020 is when those policies came about. During COVID, when the government specifically conspired, speaking of conspiracy theories, to tell social media platforms what not to publish, what to censor. Okay, so this was a concerted effort. We've learned this from the Twitter files that that was going on. So they're long standing for three years now almost. Uh, policy is to uh, not host false medical information. But I will tell you that in 2019 and most of 2020, in fact, I think it was 2021 before Kennedy got pulled from Facebook and Instagram and these places because of government pressure and because he was raising concerns about the COVID-19 vaccines, that that wasn't a problem. You used to actually be able to say what you felt on social media without being shut down until COVID and all of that came around, right? It says, we removed a video from the Jordan Peterson channel by for violating YouTube's general vaccine misinformation policy, which prohibits content that alleges that vaccines cause chronic side effects outside of rare side effects that are recognized by health authorities, YouTube said Monday in a statement. All right, so there's questions for a lot of people, including some people listening to this, about how safe vaccines are. I would think that you would want to know if these things are safe, if you're going to put them in your own body, and certainly if you're going to put them in your children's bodies. And I would also think that most people would like to be able to hear both sides of that story. I think that that's pretty accurate. I also recognize that medicine, to a large degree, and vaccination have been somewhat religious uh, for some people, and some people literally just don't want to hear an op opposing view, and to each their own. That's kind of the cool thing about freedom of speech is you can also be free not to listen to it, right? But if it's not there at all, how do we find out? Well, during COVID, Zuckerberg and the powers that be at all these other um, platforms and the news and so on, they wanted to continually shut down anybody raising any possibility that maybe ivermectin might actually work for COVID, that maybe... Uh, these COVID vaccines hadn't, be, hadn't been thoroughly tested for safety yet. And now there's 3 million reports to VAERS, um, the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, about these vaccines. And I do a whole nother podcast called the Dearly Discarded Podcast, where I interview people who've been injured by these vaccines. So it probably was important for people to be able to hear that. 
other side of the story, but it was being shut down. And Zuckerberg from Facebook even admitted to this a couple of weeks ago in an interview where he said, you know what, we were we were basically told not to put forward these conspiracies and provide certain information. And he looks back on it and says, well, maybe we censored too much. Those aren't the exact words, but that's essentially what he said. Well, maybe you did, Mark, but guess what? Too little, too late. That really doesn't work as an apology if that's what that was even supposed to be. Now, this is my next part, favorite thing. They've already attacked Kennedy. Now they're going to attack Peterson. Peterson, a right-wing Canadian pundit and psychologist known for his attacks on feminism and racial diversity. Okay, that's what he's known for. Attacks on feminism and racial diversity. They, they just paint these people with a brush that they see fit to shut these people up. Right now, the number one movie in America, as I speak right now, and as you're listening to this, if you listen to this on Wednesday when it's released, is a movie called Sound of Freedom. Maybe you've heard of it. It's done 40 plus million dollars at the box office as an independent release, right? No major movie studio behind it. $41 million, Sound of Freedom, starring Jim Caviezel. And this is about Tim Ballard, the leader of the OUR, uh, the Underground Railroad uh, Movement, which is a movement to save kids from child sex trafficking, okay? It's a major problem in this country and across the world, happening to literally millions of kids. Guess who's attacking that? NBC is attacking it. They say it's associated with QAnon. Uh, ABC is attacking it. Rolling Stone magazine's attacking it. Salon. All these different publications are attacking this movie. How can you attack a movie raising awareness about child sex trafficking? Well, I don't know. I don't even understand that. I can't. I can't understand it because they don't want you to raise questions about vaccination because too many children would die if people weren't vaccinated. That's their their uh, they don't want to create vaccine hesitancy. That's their claim. Right. But now we have a movie about child sex trafficking and they don't want that movie out there either because that would be bad for children, too. You connect those dots because I can't connect those dots. If you can connect them, I would love to hear from you. If you can understand how those two things add up in anybody's mind, tell me. I'd love to hear it. The point is, these media outlets will paint whoever they want with the blackest brush that they possibly can. They will paint them as pariahs, as conspiracy theorists, as right-wing extremists, as QAnon, whatever that even means, people, because they disagree with the message, not necessarily because the person is actually that. I don't know how you feel about Jordan Peterson. I don't care how you feel about Jordan Peterson. I can say the same thing about RFK Jr. I will tell you, full disclosure, I listen to a lot of Jordan Peterson. I think he's a very, very helpful voice in this world right now, and I've yet to hear him say anything that was an attack on racial diversity or feminism. I, I haven't heard anything like that. You may disagree. The point is, I don't care. You can disagree. You don't have to listen 
I don't have to listen. We get the opportunity to listen unless these dictators at places like YouTube and Google shut that opportunity down. And that is not American. Kennedy posted on Twitter where you can actually say things that you feel right now, currently anyway. Should social media platforms censor presidential candidates? Well, they censored Trump, right? <laughs> they censored Trump, and now they're censoring RFK Jr. And it's hilarious to me because Trump is a semi-conservative Republican. Kennedy is a liberal Democrat who happens to have some messages that liberal Democrats don't like because, in my opinion anyway, he's a free thinker. He's willing to think outside the box. And again, whether you trust him or not or believe him or not, it doesn't matter. I think his voice should be heard, especially if he's running for president. Then they say this. I love this so much because the holy grail of news, of course, is the big networks, right? It's CNN, it's NBC, it's MSNBC, it's Fox News, it's all these people that have all the money and all the so-called power when it comes to media. It says Kennedy has sought out uncritical media outlets, such as the Joe Rogan podcast. Uncritical. Another way of saying not the right kind of media. Listen to us. Don't listen to them. Those guys don't know what they're talking about. We know what we're talking about. We're critical thinkers, except that if anything ever comes across our desk that goes against the line, the narrative, that isn't what we want you to think, you'll never hear it from us. Does that sound critical to you? It sounds incredibly uncritical to me. Shame on you, NBC, for even more showing your hand for what you really are. A corporate monolith run primarily by pharma. 75% of your funding comes from them. 75% of your news funding comes from pharma. You are shills for the pharmaceutical companies. You always have been. And I anticipate until you finally meet your demise that you always will be. <sighs> okay. That's the rant for today. I am going to save my second rant based on just a lack of time. I apologize. But maybe this one will sit better the way that it is. I really love your feedback on it. I haven't gotten quite this ranty in a while, but this one really ticked me off. And I, I'm telling you, this is the honest truth. I don't care what anybody is saying on any of these platforms. It, you know, if they're inciting violence or whatever, that's a different thing. Okay, I get that. But these voices need to be heard. All voices need to be heard. There is a reason why it was set up that way. And up until recently, we still had freedom of speech in America. I appreciate you listening to me. I really would like your feedback on this show. I never know how people feel about it when I rant like this, other than some people say it's their favorite part of the show, and I haven't done enough of it lately, so I'm doing a little bit more of it. I'll rant again next week when I talk about direct-to-consumer advertising from pharmaceutical companies, and you'll learn why there's a real problem with these bedfellows, the pharmaceutical companies and the, the media and the partner in between known as the FDA. If you have questions about anything you've heard on this show, 
Uh, if you have questions about anything that has to do with alternative health and wellness, we'd love to hear from you. 801-292-6662. That's 801-292-6662. You can also jump online, vitalitynutrition.com. My name is Jared St. Clair, and this has been Vitality Radio. been listening to the vitality radio podcast enjoy your week in the meantime jared will be feverishly searching for the latest nutrition info to educate you on and wading into mounds of propaganda to help steer you through it vitality radio is researched and written by jared st Clair. our awesome music is by brian bob young support vitality radio by subscribing and giving us a five-star review on apple podcasts youtube or your favorite podcast source Don't forget to follow us at Vitality Radio on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Please let us know your thoughts about this episode by using the hashtag Vitality Radio Podcast. And if you like what you hear, go tell somebody with a share, a screenshot, or an airdrop. Thank you.